What is up everybody, it is Hot Take Without the Hot Take here, back for another episode of Junior Senior 2 Views, it is the 17th of December, it is episode 173, let's get straight into it. Okay, so week 14 of the NFL, we're, we're slowly but surely reaching the end of the season, mm-hmm. and this is the season where I'll, I'll put a theme for you that, you know, the teams that have nothing to play for, always have something to play for when it's a team, when their opposition is trying to get in the playoffs. Yes. Okay? So yes. let's start with... The local teams, okay? Mm-hmm. Start with the Giants, of course. Giants having a big win, uh, beating the Packers 24-22. Uh, they broke an eight-game losing streak on Monday night, so thank God for that. I will be the first one to say I had no faith in the Giants that they were going to actually win this game. But you know what? If you think about it, it's a healthy distraction. You got Tommy DeVito, the A, the little meme... The, the parents are the, in the, the stands. Bing, the the bada bing, the bada boom. You got a guy on the on the sidelines dressed in all black. I don't know who that kid is. Looks like a he's relative. the agent, apparently. Yeah, I think he's but, a I think he's a brother. Look, I th- I believe that this. Look, am I happy about this win? I'm kind of in two minds about this win. I'm happy that the Giants are actually coming together as a unit for once. But does it do much for their long-term future? Not really, because no. it, put, it puts them in worse draft position. Eh, but, you know, you can't tank in football. You it's can't, one of those look, things you that, can't. you know, you can try. Teams always tank. But you know what? you still got to play. you got to lift. you got to play. The Packers just came off a three-game winning streak. They were supposed to win this game. The Giants did a couple things right. Okay, let's talk about offensively. Tommy DeVito did not get sacked much of any. They gave him time. He got rid of the ball quickly. And look, if you're talking about a con- everybody's starting to think about the future, right? With this kid, he's like he's not the dude. Think Jeremy Lin, think Lin Sanity. It's all a gimmick, he's but it's a I. healthy distraction. It's a good story. Look, local kid lives at home, grew up near near the Meadowlands. It's a great story, but he's not going to be the quarterback going in next season. No. Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback. Let's just call it what it is, okay? Let's start some kind of quarterback controversy. Forget it, okay? So we'll move on from the Giants. We'll briefly talk about the Jets. Zach Wilson has come back from the dead yet again. And he played well. And he played well. And I don't know what happened. I don't know. Is Nathaniel Hackett calling the calls? There's a lot of people out there thinking, is Nathaniel Hackett actually the one? Or could it be an injured quarterback off who didn't throw a pass with the Jets, that being Aaron Rodgers, is sitting on the sidelines... He could be part of this whole thing. You never, I never count it for a second. I think it's more a case of um, Zach Wilson saying, and a quote came out saying, "Well, uh, well, from an insider saying that it doesn't. Uh, he's that he had nothing to lose because he was probably that. What's the worst that could happen for him that he could get benched again? I mean, he's been through that before, and he put on a decent performance against the Texans. So, um, but for the Jets." Uh, I still think they're in disarray right now. I think the franchise is going to make some knee-jerk decisions. Probably, uh, I could see... I don't think it should happen, but I could see Salah gone by the end of the year. I don't think it should happen. I think they should... The Johnsons need to give him time, but I don't... No, it's not Salah's fault. It's not Salah's fault, though. Well, whatever you want to say about that. It's not Salah's fault, though. Look... Ultimately, let's just call it what it is. It's not. It's not Woody Johnson's decision. It's not Joe Douglas's decision. Joe Douglas is a GM. So if Salah goes, the GM goes too. As far as I'm concerned, this is all about Joe Douglas has done a good job, right? But Joe Douglas, Joe Douglas has done a good job okay, building this team. This is how the game works, man. 
If a coach is gonna go, a GM's gonna go. Well, well hold on. Well, well, when was that. the? When was what? How many times you've seen it where a coach gets fired and the GM goes too? It happens a lot. Not with, it really does. Not with Flores in Miami. They in a power struggle. Okay. They chose Chris Greer right. instead of Brian Whatever. Flores when it the happens. guy to get rid of was Greer. I'm not saying it happens all the time, but it does. Now, to sum this up, this is down to Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is going to decide who stays and who goes off his coaching staff. He's friends with Hackett. He probably wants Hackett to stay because he feels comfortable with Hackett. So if you feel comfortable with Hackett, he'll feel comfortable with keeping Sal around. This is an Aaron Rodgers decision. It's amazing how a guy who didn't throw a pass at all and blew out his ACL has that much power. Moving on. Yeah. Now, we'll talk a little bit. We'll also talk about the Cowboys handling business against the Eagles. The Eagles are sort of in free fall, but I don't think it's... Completely free fall. I did. I, I did say that the Eagles are looking fraudulent right now, and I think I did predict the Cowboys to win. Okay. So, uh, no, actually, no, I didn't. I predicted the Eagles oh, to win Eagles. because I wanted. I wanted to think about the memes of the Cowboys screwing up in well, big because situations. It's a big game, isn't it? And yes. you didn't see Stephen A. Smith come out. Normally, he comes out with a quick video. You know, standing yeah. there laughing. No laughing. Well, no. well, don't worry. We'll get that in January once yes. the Cowboys inevitably blow it in the playoffs again, and you can book it. Okay. But um, I, I just don't. The, the 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 main problem with the Eagles has been the same all year. The defense outside of the the front four is garbage. It's not good. The linebacker core, the secondary, secondary yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. This I don't care the reinforcements they brought in structurally. There is a problem. Structurally, there is a problem. They let go of some key pieces last offseason. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson, gone. Went somewhere else. Um, they go somewhere else. Free agency happens yeah. a lot. Javon Hargrave, gone. Okay. They Ooh, missed no. a lot of pieces. Okay, let's move on. The Browns with Old Man Joe. Old Man Joe. They beat the Jaguars with Trevor Lawrence, I might add. Because last week we were saying, I was saying, there's no chance he's playing. And he played, so they he, obviously need this game, but he, he didn't, didn't look, matter. T-Law didn't look himself, though. Didn't matter. He, he, you can tell he was hobbled. But, yeah, it's surprising to see Joe Flat. Somehow he's the best quarterback the Browns have had all year. Ha, ha, wow. Imagine saying that to us at the start of the season. Well, experience does matter. He's 38 years old. He's a former MVP of a Super Bowl. You know, he's got a he's got a resume. It's not like he's just walked off the street with no experience. Understandable, but <laughs> this still. is 38 Joe 38 year old Joe Flacco. 38 years old. He can still throw the ball. And he handled he, he, he handled business. Okay. Next, the Bengals. Didn't really, see just one. didn't I, see that coming. Well, I I think I predicted the Bengals to I win. I said the Colts will win. But, I think uh, I predicted yeah. the Bengals to win just because off the strength of that that win. Uh, of from the previous week in week thirteen, yeah. and they took care of business. Uh, the Colts um, are, st- are somehow still in the same playoff spot. Yeah, they're, they're still the South. Been, the South they're still in the playoff spot, so it's not a disastrous loss for them. But for the Bengals, it's a des- it was a desperately needed victory. I don't know if that changes anything for Cincinnati just from the division standpoint. Now you got to the- be able to beat teams in your division, and they haven't. Yes, so far. The- but, so uh, I don't know what that does for their playoff chances. Well, the Steelers are free-for-alling. So, yeah, we yeah, know that. Uh, we'll talk about them in yeah. a second. Okay. Uh, Buccaneers beat the Falcons. I don't think that's anything surprising. Both teams are just as bad as each other. Both both teams looked as bad as each other during the game. Uh, but you know what? I will tell you this much, and I'll say this much about the Buccaneers, regardless of what happens to them. Everyone's fighting for first place in a dreadful NFC South. It's a bad division. Look, Baker Mayfield, he does. He he, he handles it. He'll, you know, he'll make a mistake, but he'll also balance it out with really good play. 
So, you know, at this point, I don't think it matters who wins that division. It's really going to be a team under 500. The last team to do that was, of course, we know that Buccaneers did that in Brady's last year, and they finished under 500. Didn't it, it, in, the, did. in the 2020 season, you also had uh, the Washington football team yeah. winning the NFC least yes. at 7-9. At time. Okay. Yep. 49ers beat the Seahawks. This was a lot more competitive than I gave it credit for. Geno Smith was out, but if you're thinking about a guy who would like to be a starting quarterback, I don't know. Drew Locke looked Drew pretty Locke's good. Drew Locke's a starting quarterback. He looked pretty good, though. He looked good. He was, he looked he was okay. beating the ball. Bing, bing, bing. He looked okay, but Drew Locke's and, not a starting look, quarterback. Seattle tried to stay competitive, and then it just... If Drew, Locke's a, if Drew Locke's a starting quarterback, I'm a Heisman Trophy winner. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. He's exactly. not a starter. And we proved see. it in 2020. Yeah. Um, yeah. So... Yeah, I know. I, I still think that Seattle tried to hold it together, but you know, the Forty Nine is just too strong. Too much Debo, too much Brandon Ayuk, too much Christian. The end. The rest is a history. Yeah. Hey, the Raiders and Vikings—they combined for the worst score, a baseball score. I thought six nothing with the Chargers and Patriots was bad, but three. Let's put to this, zip. Let's put this into perspective. Three right? to nothing. There were five European football games that had a higher score than that. Three women's. Um, games that had football games that had had a higher score than Soccer. that, and three NHL games that had a higher score than that, and one that had the same score. Yeah, so uh, horrible game. Horrible. And the last time that happened was Steelers Dolphins back in the 2007 season. But that one you can make an excuse for because the Pittsburgh area was hit by a monsoon, and the the Heinz Field grass was basically unplayable for any sort of offense. This was in a dome, a climate-controlled dome in the middle of Nevada. All right, so um, I think the shine, I said about this about Dobbs, and I don't think it's totally his fault. He's been benched now. Uh, You know, there was a big hype about him being the pastronaut, and he was the savior. Minnesota's stumbling. They're not very good. Justin Jefferson was back in this game and obviously didn't make a difference, but we'll move on. Yeah. The Chiefs and the Bills never fail to excite. Yes. This is one of the games for the ages. Yep. Um, clearly, um, both quarterbacks were on their game. More so Josh Allen than Patrick Mahomes. Yep. Josh Allen made some third down passes that amazed me. There was one pass where he was literally, would have been standing on the sideline and bing, threw yep. it. A screen pass, a pass over the defender's arms. For a first down. So how many third and third and shorts or third and longs the Bills were faced against and got through it was amazing. But we know we know that the main thing isn't anything to do with the game. It's what happened after the game. I mean, right? Let, let's right. anyone with functioning eyes uh, can see that Kadarius Tony was offside. Anyone with functioning eyes can see that he was off. There was no like he was so far. He was. In Sydney. Okay, let's just play a I'm playing a very quick snip because this was this was somebody who needs a ambulance. I mean, it's I mean, obviously tough to swallow. Um, I mean, not, not only for for me, but just for football in general. I mean, just for football in general. So look, I I, I understand Patrick Mahomes. He's going to be competitive. I don't know. Look, the greats are usually competitive and should be. But I'm going to put a hand up here and say. Last, the week before, there was a roughing the passer call against him as he was heading out on the sideline, right? That was a 15-yard penalty late in the game that gave the, the Chiefs extra life in Lambeau to try and come back. They didn't win that game, 
but the football gods do what? Giveth and taketh away. away. I think two things can be true about the Mahomes situation. Is he whining? Yes. But is he the first quarterback to do this? No. Brady has done that plenty of times before. Brady has been has been off his rocker about something that was clearly against him and clearly correct against him. Tuck rule. I mean, this Tuck rule. Mahomes oh is, God, Mahomes please. is being a bit whiny here, but he let's settle down. He's not the one, only quarterback to be whiny. I get it. I understand the purpose of it too. He could have easily called out Kadarius and said. WTF, Kadarius. Yes. And so let's get something straight. Actually, WTF the whole um, Chiefs receiving core because they're all all terrible. They're all terrible. So let's just, except for Shahid. Shahid's going to be a good one. They're going to throw it to him more. Let's understand something. Because even Andy Reid said, you know, all my years and there's all these snaps. Just because a call is hardly ever called doesn't mean it's not a call. Sounds a bit complicated, but it's there for a you, reason. You can't ignore that offsides call. And you thi- can't and, do it. And the last thing to put this to bed was he kind of said, you know, a play like that. First of all, it was a it was a tremendous play by, by the Kelsey. Kel- yeah, Kelsey. Uh, sort of an homage to Frank Wycheck, the late Frank Wycheck, rest in peace, the Music City Marathon. That musically miracle, sorry. That pass. Nobody saw that coming, not even Tony. But he was so far offsides. When the snap went, you saw the flag hit exactly where he was standing. It's not up to the refs to tell him, hey, you're a professional wide receiver. It's not up to the refs to tell him to do that. So get over it. The Chiefs are in trouble. And like I said, and the bill, you're a team. Back on the Bills, though, that's a win they desperately needed. Well, we know that, but so did the Chiefs because now this puts pressure on them, not for the division. It puts pressure on them for the record, and they will be hosting a home playoff game. I don't doubt that. But they're going to be on the road for the rest. Yes. Okay, next one. Uh, what's the next thing we're looking at? We're looking at... Uh, the Dolphins. Oh, my God. Any Dolphins fans out there, just calm down. Your team is not as good as what you sold it as. Now, you couldn't beat the Titans, who were struggling. They had a third-string quarterback. Well, left. If you can't do this, you can't win this kind of game, then it shows you're not ready to be in the playoffs. Game shows me that. Tyreek is... Basically, means more to this team than anyone knows or thinks. He he, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But man, the Dolphins are some frauds. I I I am so happy that another team has taken over the number one seed in the AFC because they don't deserve it. No, By any stretch of osmosis, they don't deserve the They're number overrated. one seed. They're overrated. They're overrated. They've yet to they they couldn't beat. They had a winning record against teams under 500, right? They couldn't beat the teams. They've had a paper soft schedule. They couldn't beat this team. They've had a paper to win this. They've had a pillow soft schedule. That's why they're nine and four. All right, next. I can't be bothered. They make me sick. We know the the Steelers lost. We know that we already talked about that with them, and we're done talking about them for that. Saints whooped up on the Panthers. Big deal. I mean, the Saints are not good either. Derek Carr's not going to lead y'all anywhere. No, no, no. You paid him 150 million for what? To go somewhere. Okay, Bears lose to the win to the Lions. Beat the Lions. Ah, I mean, I think it's a loss that was going to happen. The Lions are looking primed to lose a play, a play one and done. They're going to be one and done. They're, you can't survive with the, that kind of defense. Not in, not in January. Not where everything matters. Uh uh-uh. uh. Broncos beat the Chargers. We'll talk a little about them later. There's nothing to talk. Nothing to see here. Really, nothing to see. Not here. yet. Anyway. Um, 
And I think we went through the entire... Oh, sorry. Baltimore. Baltimore. That's the team I want to focus on. They beat the Rams. What a game that was. That was an up-and-down game. Very up-and-down. It was a really fun game to watch. Uh, Lamar, that's why you pay him. He can throw the ball, and he can do it at an elite level Mm -hmm. better than a lot of quarterbacks can do right now. He is an incredible player, and that's why they got this win. And obviously that kick, re- that punt return was incredible. I watched it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Baltimore deserved to be the number one seed. They they do. Yeah. They just need to fix up a couple things. They need to make sure they're being a bit more consistent. And I could see them going to the AFC Championship game. Well, look, this is a team that, by all accounts, barring anything else for the next four games, should control and run playoffs through Baltimore. They they, they absolutely need to. Okay, so we've talked about Week 14. Let's start Week 15 with a dispatchment of some sorts. A human being, much to your much to your delight, because there's a big grin ear to ear, folks. If you were with me in this room right now, there's a there's a big smile from one ear to the other as your BFF, your best friend in the whole wide world, Brandon Staley was given his walking papers after what would have been, what should have been seen as probably the lowest point in Chargers history, let's, San Diego or LA. Let's talk about it. He should have been fired after that 27-point disaster in the playoffs last year. We agree on that, correct? Yeah, I agree. I didn't think he was that good. Let's talk. In that game, there was some absolute terrible malpractice that went on. They had seven yards of rushing on set rushing plays in the second half. Seven. And they got 13 yards off a Justin Herbert QB sneak. Mm -hmm. Seven yards as compared to 13. Okay. Let's talk about the malpractice that went on in this game right here. The Raiders scored five touchdowns in less than half an hour in this game. They had scored six in total from week nine to week 14. One of those touchdowns was a pick six. Five offensive touchdowns. They gave up a forced fumble to Jerry Tillery, the first-round pick they cut a year ago. The Las Vegas Raiders scored six offensive touchdowns in one half, and you'd have to go all the way back to week seven to when the Raiders scored six offensive touchdowns combined. Okay, so with that... You're calling the defense, huh? His great words and probably the last, maybe the epithet on his gravestone was, you can look at any great coach that's ever coached the league. Sometimes games like this happen. No. He's not a great coach, so I don't know why any great coach. I don't know about many. The only great people coaches. he's going to be Belichick it happened. The only people. That. The only people he's going to be well, calling Peyton is happened the, too. the only people he's going to be calling is Sean McVay and the unemployment line because okay. this was this has been a terrible coaching tenure. A terrible coaching tenure. I was sus about him in 2021 when he was making his faux analytical decisions. And I was like, you know what? Let's give him a chance. And then in 2022, he constantly escaped his own incompetence. And then it all came to a head in Week 17 when he got Mike Williams injured in a game that didn't even matter. And then caused that destruction. And then this year has been just a sarbamba. Okay, so a few things out of this. Um, I would say that the decision was made quicker because of Justin Herbert's injury, and they they shelved him for the rest of the year. They brought out his backup stick, who stunk, and so that was kind of it. I think that was the last straw, and they sent the GM packing too. I think I don't think it's about the talent level on this team. I just think it's something about the pro- something about being 
they're, sort of a punchline. They're the not. A, they're not a very well built team. They're not a good team. You have some guys there, but you dig through this. You say, "Oh wow, they got Herbert." You know, they got Slater. They got uh, declining Khalil Mack. They got Joey Bosa. This is a decent football team. That you got Mike Williams. You've got Keenan Allen. But dig through that, and what do you have? An Austin Eckler who's fumbled more opportunities than not this year. And the rest of the defense is awful. J.C. Jackson has been terrible. The And it's been just botch after botch after botch this year. Okay, so, so it's not about the talent level. And this team should go back to San Diego where they came from. That's not going to happen. Because it's too late now. They, they have been constantly mocked as the red-headed stepchild of the of L.A. Okay. Seriously. Well, I think the Rams have too. I don't think the fan base really cares. I don't see them going back to San Diego. They had a chance to keep them in there here for a reason. Okay, so just as a side note, was this sent as an invite, invite flair to Bill Belichick? Because his name keeps getting bounced around as potentially being traded off. To LA, but why? Why in the hell would you bring him here? Yeah, I, have you seen the job he's been doing with the Patriots? Okay, you okay. need to fix your offense, okay, not so, make it worse. All right, so we have a couple. We've had a couple. We had a couple games happening already because it's Saturday, so we've had some sprinkling of Saturday games. Well, uh-huh. it's Sunday here, but it's Saturday elsewhere. So the Bengals beat the Vikings at home, twenty-seven twenty-four. So that puts the Bengals at eight and six. Gets mm-hmm. more interesting in the AFC. As for the Vikings, they're now seven and seven, and quickly fading fast. I'm telling you, I like the Bengals even without Burrow. I don't think they'll go very far in the playoffs without Joe, but I, I they'll put up an admirable fight. They've got the pieces uh, to at least go decently far. Yep. So I still like them. I still like their chances. Okay, so the other game is the Colts against the Steelers. Um, Colts are leading right now. In the third quarter, 24-13. So if the Steelers lose, again, they'll go 7-7. Seven and seven. That'll be their third straight loss. Easy. And if the Colts win, they move to 8-6. and six. So another 8-6 and six team that's hanging around. And I'm going to give the Colts every chance and not give the Steelers the Steelers, The Steelers are a bad football team. They're, they're not a good football team. They don't deserve to have the most overrated stat in the NFL. Oh, Tomlin's never had a losing season. I don't want to hear it. Okay. He, no. They deserve to miss the playoffs. They've been terrible this year. Okay, so one other game that's going to happen today that hasn't happened yet, it's the Lions and Broncos. I believe the Lions are hosting. What say you on this one? Broncos. I, I have the Broncos because the, the Lions' defense sucks. The Lions' defense is awful, and the Broncos' defense has been steadily improving. Okay, I'm going to go against you on that. I'm going to say that the Lions will bounce back after a rough um, game in Chicago. I think the Lions win this one. Okay, let's move on. Now, let's Predictions. Talk, let's, let's go. Let's talk about some of the Fly things that are going to happen. All right. Saints and Giants. Uh, give me the Saints. Okay, I'm going to give you the Saints on this one. I think Tommy DeVito comes down to earth a little bit. Okay, Browns and Bears. Browns. I'm going to take the Browns as well. Okay. Yep. Panthers, Panthers, Falcons. Pick them. Who cares? I'm going to say Falcons. the Panthers. I'm going to give Bryce Young his due. He's had a rough year as a rookie. I'm, uh, no, I'm taking the Falcons. I'm taking the Panthers. The, the Panthers are just... Awful. Okay. Packers and Bucks. I'm going to give the Packers this one. I think the Packers will bounce back. I believe the Packers will too. Dolphins and Jets. Dolphins are going to run, run them up. Yeah, Dolphins will run. Uh, it hopes they so. beat up on bad teams. Well, I mean, they didn't beat up on the Titans, but I think they'll beat up on the Jets. Yeah. Okay. They, Patriots yeah. and Chiefs. I think it's going to be the Chiefs going to. Yeah. Barring another call that drives 
Patrick Mahomes to cut his yeah, head off. I think it'll be give fun. me give me uh, Kansas City on that. Titans and Texans. I'm gonna say Texans bounce back on this one. Yeah, I think so too. Cardinals and 49ers. 49ers got this one. Thank you. Uh, for yeah, this. 49ers will handle that. Command the Commanders and the Rams. Rams get this one. Uh, I think so. The Rams get that one as well. Another must game for the Bills. They host the Cowboys. I'm gonna give this to the Bills just because of home cooking. Hmm. This is a tough one. Uh, the Cowboys are steadily showing that they're they're no slouches. Uh, the Bills are in desperation mode. This might come back to haunt me, but I'm saying Dallas. Okay, Dallas it is. Jaguars and Ravens. I got the Ravens for this one. And the Jaguars are in trouble. Yeah, give me the Ravens. Uh, Baltimore are running off momentum. They're, they're a really dangerous outfit on offense. And yeah, they have a, a good passing game for once. Okay, Eagles and Seahawks battle the birds. I'm going to say the Eagles get this one. I think if... if, if Geno Smith's out again. I think they're going to be – that's missing some some continuity. I think the Eagles win this one. Yeah, give me Philly as well. Okay, so that's our rundown for week 16, isn't it? Oh, yeah, week, that's, that's week our – oh, yep. Week 15, sorry. Yep. Apologies. Okay, let's move it on. All right, I'm sending you a question here. If the season ended right now, who's the MVP? Tariq Hill or Dak Prescott? It should be Tyreek, but in my head, I think it's they're probably going to give it to Dak just because um, – I think everyone knows that the MVP award is a quarterback award. I mean, that's basically common knowledge at this point. It should be Tyreek. He's the one thing that's carrying this this Dolphins team to relevance. But um, I think it's just combined with the award being quarterback-focused um, and the fact that, you know, it's Dallas, it's America's team, I think Dak will get it. Okay, I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill. I just think Tyreek Hill is so... Unique because speed does kill, and and, yeah. and without him, Tua's numbers obviously wouldn't be as inflated as they are. And the fact that he can just change the game with one move and one catch, I just see him being so much more meaningful to the. To the but they also wins. need Tua. They, they but they also need Tua as well. They showed that last year. But I do agree with you. I I think, like I said, I believe Tyreek should be the MVP of the league, but. Considering it's a quarterback award, I think they're going to give it to Dak. I don't agree, but I think they're going to give it to him. Okay, next question to me. Mm-hmm. Do the Pelicans need to direct Zion Williamson towards a weight loss strategy? So this has come on the heels of the obvious sort of semifinals in the um, in-season tournament where yep. the Lakers dismantled the Pelicans. Stephen A. Smith was very outspoken about the fact that, I mean, he just said it. He said he's fat, and he said that, you know, Zion looked tired. He looked like he wasn't, like, on that court, you're up against LeBron James, who at nearly 40 years old is running around running around guys half his age. Yeah. And so there's some suggestion that, you know, he's not looking after himself and that local places in New Orleans will say he's eat. And so, you know, I don't know what that means, but, I mean, that could be something. I don't know if that's going to be something that New Orleans needs to – poke around with when it comes to Zion? Um, I, I believe they have to at this point. I think... Uh, I don't like talking about this just because it feels drawn out and it feels it feels just a bit... I don't know what it feels. It feels a bit voyeuristic, but I'm just... I'm, I think they need to for his sake and his health's sake and the franchise's sake. Franchise's sake? Yeah, I think they, they need they, to. They poured in the money in this. Yes. And so if it's about fitness... And that's the thing. I mean, you look at LeBron. He just 
he just keeps himself in the most tip-top shape of any athlete in any sport. And so you look at that running up and down, and you see Zion kind of behind him, kind of a step behind. And he's like, you know, what, 23, 22? Not even. I also also think it might be a mental thing just because um, people tend to use food to cope. So I think they need to look into that as well. But like I said, I don't really, I don't really like talking about this. It feels a bit voyeuristic All to right, me. Next question. Uh, next, to me, to you. Yes. Thoughts on the indefinite suspension of Draymond Green? Joe, blocked content. I'm sorry I have to do this, but it's about time. It was about time. It was about time that the NBA finally said, enough. It's done. You've, you, he needs help. He needs, like, he genuinely needs help. And I say this without a lick of irony. Draymond Green needs serious help because he's going out there to hurt people. He's not going out there to win basketball games. And he's made the excuses, oh, he was trying to sell a foul. No, you weren't. No, you weren't. You felt Nurkic behind you. You swung at Nurkic. That was a swing. You you felt Sabonis behind you. You decided to stamp on Sabonis' chest. Okay. Uh, and... And and also Gilbert Arenas can shut up about about whatever he's talking about him, with that. Him of all people, personally, that brother needs help. I'm glad he didn't try to choke me. That was Yusef Nurkic's comments towards Draymond Green. He's right. And that look, I feel like this is a the NBA, like any other workplace, is a workplace. Yes, there are rules, there are codes of conduct, no matter where you work. And he, as an employee of the workplace, other players are playing. Other players shouldn't have to be looking over their shoulder wondering if that's going to happen. The play was horrible. All Draymond Green needed to do was use his right hand to slap away Nurkic. He didn't have to turn around and spin around and hit him. But this is just another one of those. And I think, and look, this is the NBA taking a stance, right? They took the power away from the Warriors because five days was nothing. Now the NBA is going in debt. We're not telling you when we're ready. You're going to get the help you need. Even Steve Kerr has... has has had enough it said that's the guy who needs help the guy who stepped on Sabonis the guy who who swung at Nurkic that's the guy who needs help a quick story when I was playing recreational ball we had a guy on our team right you you remember him Ooh. and what would happen he'd get on the court immediately get in someone's face and want to knock him out yeah. he'd get a technical he'd get expelled it got to a point where as a team we had to make a decision and the decision was you gotta go Yeah. and he went nice guy but couldn't be there anymore. It's a distraction for the Warriors. Now, the Warriors probably feel even more duped, right? Because they just paid him. They chose. They chose him over Jordan Poole. And look. Right? They sent Jordan Poole packing. And look, they chose the wrong player in this trade. Yes, Jordan Poole's not playing well, but would he be playing better yes, in the Warriors system? We know that. Absolutely. Right. So they get, they basically said to Draymond, we believe you, and Draymond does that. So indefinite sounds great. I'm thinking the number should be 50 games. I know that's crazy, but you don't, 10 games is not enough to get rehabilitated. I'm sorry. No, I, I don't think it even should be 50 games. I think it should be the rest of the season. Yeah, sure. I not? think it should be the rest of the season. Why not? I, even if they make the playoffs, I think it should be rest of the season and playoffs because it's clear to me that he needs help. And if he is brought back this season, mm -hmm. he will have no, like, he won't have an incentive to go get help. No. So, no, I think it should be rest of the season and playoffs. I don't care if that's an overreaction. He needs help. Simple. Okay. Um, is, is Ted Leonsis <laughs> justified for proposing a move 
for the Wizards and Capitals to Virginia. It's he's the owner. First of all, a couple things. I didn't know this until I read further. He actually owns the building. He owns the Cap One building. Yes. He built it with his own hands. He put his own money into it. He didn't ask for the city. He built it and brought and but the good thing out of that, if you're talking about DC, was he brought a DC aspect to the city. But that being the case, only one of the products has had some success, and that would be the Capitals, who just won a championship. And top, even, then, even then, since then, they've been Bad. bounced in the first round. Right, since. but they won a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Right? The Wizards, a.k.a. the Bullets before, not so much. They haven't won a championship since 77. They haven't even been to the conference finals. No, they've been since. that bad. They yeah. had Bradley Beal all that time. Bradley was happy to take the money. Bradley was happy to take an extension. Bradley was happy to take contract. The Wizards are dreadful. The Wizards are like three and twenty or something like that. They're yeah, really they're bad. a bad team. So I don't know. Does this look? I think if you're a hardcore Washington D.C. fan, this is horrible. It's a bad idea. But money talks, and obviously the state of Virginia feel like they can offer Leonsis more. Um, the Virginia, look, the ABA had a, had a Virginia Squires team, so it's not unusual for that city to not have historically a professional franchise. I don't. I think it comes down to maybe this is a power play, so the city of Washington can come back and say, "Leonsis, please stay. We'll do this in conjunction with you." That's how look. I, I don't know much about um, all of that. He, if it's true that he took no public money to build Capital One Arena, that's good. But now you have a you have a, a venue that's used for concerts, but that's about it. No, a few major sports. Well, so whatever. it's if you remove those sports from Washington D.C., I think it's really bad. So I think now. Capital One Arena will become sort of a a um, sort of a secondary arena if um, if March Madness is ha- is going on or or stuff like that. Then they move. Uh, then you have the Capitals or Wizards they in Washington again. Well, not even that. If if the Onsis decides that's what he's going to do, and and the NBA is already kind of I think preliminarily. No, I just mean like schedule clash. Right, they've already kind of said yes to it, kind of. If it happens, the other thing is. The ownership group for the Commanders, they could take over that arena and remodel it into a football arena. Who knows? Because they want to bring the Commanders back from Maryland into the D.C. area. That's what they want. They do. could. I, I mean, they could. I don't but know. they'd have to demolish that entire thing. And it's a good arena. By no means is it a bad arena. Okay. So I don't think they'd be willing to do that. Okay. Next question. And were they already looking for plots of land anyway to Who build on? Who knows? Uh, what does it mean for the Dodgers that there's a $680 million deferred structure in place for Shoei? It means we will get not only Chris Davis Day and and, <laughs> and at the still, end of Bobby Bonilla Day, we will get Shoei Otani Day. Yeah, it's going to keep happening. Um, for the Dodgers right now, though, I think it's it's definitely a, a good move for them. And for Shoei, it's a good move. He wants to win, and he's going to make his money... Through endorsements, oh. the Dodgers probably said, "Hey, we know people. Yeah, we can get you more endorsement course. deals. We can we can recoup that money for course. you, and we'll pay you." Is... So, if for Shohei, he wants to win, right. he'll get his money elsewhere. Get he gets money. his money from Japan anyway, right. so it doesn't matter to him. What matters is to him is winning, okay. and it matters to the Dodgers as well. They just made a trade for Tyler Glasnow and Mar- mm-hmm. Manny Margot, mm-hmm. and they pay Tyler Glasnow for the next five years. To fix up their pitching, they could go and get Yamamoto. They could go and get Sasaki. I mean, this is, it puts the Dodgers in a good position to constantly build their roster. So I think it's a shrewd move by 
the Dodgers, even though it will cost them down the line. All right. So I'm... I, I agree with you in many ways. Um, Bobby Bonilla Day still haunts us because we're still on the sh- on the hook for him until at least twenty thirty five something like that. Yeah, um, twenty thirty. There are a lot of players who do this. Chris Davis has done that. Uh, Brett Saberhagen is still getting paid by the Mets. Yeah, I looked it up. He's still getting five hundred thousand dollars a year until twenty twenty eight. So deferments happen. This was a smart move, and this is identifies Shoei as a real shrewd businessman. He's like, right, I know that this is ridiculous. However. Start doing the things you got to do now to get me some championships before I can't. And there's a lot of down the road we don't know. I've already said it, right? And now this brings their um, collective balance tax hit to forty six uh, million dollars before that was before they made made yeah. a move. Yeah. And this again, this is just comes down to numbers. And then the Dodgers, of course, have addressed pitching by getting glad they need more. The pitching staffs a shambles. Absolutely. And they need it more so than hitting. And they need to get that. To sort of substitute for Shohei's missing arm this season, maybe yeah. he comes back and pitches next year. You'd hope so. Okay. Yeah. Um, next question to me. Next question to you: Should the Angels have attempted to trade Mike Trout during the winter meetings? Absolutely. You just lost Shohei. You've lost him. He's he's gone. He was going to go no matter what anyway. No matter what Ainge, what moves Marty Arnie Moreno and the and their other general managers did to try and you know keep Shoei interested it wasn't going to happen but Mike Trout gets hurt a lot and really I could only see him in a DH role wherever he's going to be because he doesn't play enough and right now you're looking at the I don't know I don't know if the best years are still in front of him I think they're behind him and I would say if you're the Angels it's time Arnie Moreno's going to sell the team by all accounts. I don't know, but why not just start from the beginning? How many elite years does Trout have left? Maybe three. Two, three, maybe, maybe. at most. And, and that's with all the injuries. But hurt. it's not It's not about it, um, the Angels attempting to trade him. It's about would teams be willing to even take it? Yeah, Trout's a great player. He's going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. But he gets hurt, and you're paying him how much? So, no, I don't think... Uh, there's a whole lot of teams who would, who would be willing to take on that risk. Not even the Dodgers. Not even. They won't, they won't, he won't be reunited with Troy there. I just think. I just think it's he can go somewhere and hit. He, uh, now that both both leagues have been in, in DH land for the last few years, it's not a big deal. He can go anywhere. Yeah, it doesn't it's just matter. Which though. team is going to take up the rest of his contract? That, that's and the how's issue. That, gonna work? that is the issue. Yeah. And so, the Angels going to pay for some of it? Who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um. We're just going to wrap up our show at around this time, 21 years ago. LeBron made his TV debut for his high school. These were these were pay-per-view games, these right? Were pay, these, were, you know, these, were, these were not pay-per-view games. These were games that were on ESPN, but it was a sort of coming out, right? And he sort of showed you what you could do, and the rest is history. Right? Yeah. Um, the Lakers reportedly will hang an in-season winner banner. I think I think really small and really I believe the NBA is forcing them to do that. Oh I, I don't think I don't think they wanted to, but I think the NBA is like you you're going to do it. Okay, congratulations to the NRL locally here for marketing in Las Vegas ahead of round 1 games next March, which will take place at Legion Stadium. I mean, it's a swing for the league. Um will it get more Americans interested in the NRL? Probably not, but they've tried it before. 
I mean, there was a State of Origin game in LA in the 80s. Mm, well, there, it's been a they, while. there was that. It's been a while. They um, like to see it. It's entertainment. But um, will it? Maybe it does. Maybe it does know, happen. Because there is there is a small cult following of of rugby league over in over in the states. Okay. Happy belated birthday, Pete Alonso, 29 years old. He, the slugger of the Mets, of course, going into the last year of his contract. We know the numbers. He hit pretty well, nearly 50 home runs last season, drove in over 100 runs, didn't hit for average, but Pete Alonso does not, in my opinion, hit for average. The Mets should make a move right now before the start of the season Keep him around. and give him a long-term contract. Come on. Keep him around. He hits every day. Oh, wow. He's there every day. He's not going to hit for average because we know Pete Alonso. He hits for power. On a team that doesn't have a whole lot of power I'm to begin with, door, you it. need to keep Alonzo around. Okay, happy belated birthday, DK Metcalf, 26 years old. He is the fast, quick, strong wide receiver there of the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, made a made an attempt to be on an Olympic team for for track and field. Almost got there, uh, but you know he's an amazing athlete. Happy birthday to him, and rest in peace, George McGinnis, 73 years old. He, of course of the old school sort of ABA, NBA merger, played with the Pacers, led them to their only championship back in the 70s, uh, also played with um, Julius Irving on the 76ers, 77 team that lost to the Blazers, RIP to George McGinnis. And lastly, a recommendation for anyone interested in a good sports documentary, Bye Bye Barry, which is on Amazon Prime. It is a great documentary. I watched it the other day. What a great guy. What a humble Really humble, modest guy, which is unusual considering the clowns that are in the NFL nowadays. A really good documentary to watch. I didn't know anything about Barry Sanders, and I got a little more out of it in that, in that regard. And that's the end of our show this week. If you come from any other platform, welcome. welcome. We do this thing once a week. Next week, we'll have a Week 15 roundup. We'll have six, Week 16 previews. The playoffs are on their way. So, spots are becoming limited. Yes. Let's see who gets there by by the end of week 18. Mm-hmm. We'll have more NBA in store. Hopefully we'll have some hockey coming. And it's a good time to be a sports fan. Stay with us. Bye.